So a few weeks ago, um, Cleo, our five, now six-year-old, deleted um, all the preaching content on my iPad. Five years worth of revelation. (laughs) Five years worth of preaching content. But here's what's really interesting. When God recalibrates us, reinvents us on the inside, our sound changes. And I actually have felt a distinct shift of season. And as the season shifts and changes, our sound changes. And in the fine print there today, put your glasses on if you need to, because if you look through true worship, the fine print is sing louder. And actually, when you move through true worship, you will sing louder. And so I want to bring the emphasis to the fine print today. Sing louder is what I'm going to talk about today as we come around this overriding theme of true worship. It's the rising of our spirit on the inside of us, that overcoming spirit that overshadows circumstance and sings through, sings over the circumstance. It's very powerful. So it's like God hit the reset button for me. So Cleo deleted all the content, but it was like God was resetting, refreshing, and so we're, we're going fresh in this season. You know, when there is a... I actually really want to talk mostly this morning about the pioneering spirit. And I actually want to champion the pioneering spirit on the inside of you. I want to call out the pioneer for your family, in your workplace, in fields of education and expansion. I want to call out the pioneer. Who knows that they're a pioneer? Give yourself permission to acknowledge I'm a pioneer. I know what I'm called to. Give yourself permission. I want to endorse the pioneer on the inside of you here this morning. And and what I see, if I could put a picture to it, is like Saul's armor coming off the David. You know, there was a clunkiness and young David had to disarm that that armor that didn't fit in order to run with authenticity and lightness and, and boldness, he had to kind of put all that armor off so he could be true to himself. And that's what the pioneer needs to do. And I want to call that pioneer out on the inside of us here today. So David needed to travel nimbly and he needed to be free in order to do that. I see a restoration of youth and vitality in this place today. I see a picture of the old David who would, he'd, who'd conquered the Goliath, remembering back who he was, remembering those victories and somehow taking a hold again of the audacity of the young David, a sense of refreshing of the souls that have seen victory before, you will see victory again. I want to commission again the pioneering spirit on the inside of those that are seasoned in our midst. And I want to remind you, young David didn't have what mature David had. Mature David, when he took down his opponents, took it down with a greater authority, a greater clarity because he had overcome his enemies time and time again. So I want to champion also those seasoned Davids in the room here today. And I want to refer to this article on um, spiritual opposition to pioneers. See, the greatest thing on the inside of you is that God has put his creative power on the inside of you. 
And so therefore, there will be an opposition to the spirit of the pioneer. Does anybody know that in the room today? If you're going to colour outside the lines, if you're going to venture out on behalf of Christ, if you're going to bring Christ to your workplace, if you're going to leave with Christ as the head of your household, there will be some opposition to this. But be encouraged. Jeremiah Johnson writes this. Do not try to maintain peace in your heart and life based on whether people accept or reject you. From my own personal experiences, most of the time, God will not deliver you from your accusers, but rather he will actually save you by killing the part of you that is vulnerable to the devil by using the accusations themselves. Isn't that powerful? See, God is always reinventing, recalibrating the vulnerable parts of us to make them strong towards that which opposes us. Amen? He goes on to say, as a pioneer, you must recognize that both God and the devil want you to die. Oh, that's encouraging. <laughs> Amen. Came to church to be encouraged about that. <laughs> but for different reasons. Satan wants to destroy you through attacks and criticisms and then drain you by your unwavering need to explain yourself and your side of the story. Please stop wasting your time and your energy doing so. On the other hand, God wants to crucify that part new that was so easily exploited by the devil to begin with. The rest and peace you so desire in your life and ministry will only come when you finally die to what people say and think about you. See, the pioneer needs to be okay to be completely the pioneer. Your fingerprint is completely unique to you. God wants you to be your unique self. Run in your own lane. Get Saul's armor off. Be your own person. Follow their intuition. Go out on the deep waters. Step out. Be bold. Go to those places of creativity. Expect God to download revelation and insight. Be your own person. You're a pioneer. I'm calling out the pioneer spirit in this place today. Now, Joseph was a pioneer one of my favorite pioneers. And this is what it was said about him. In Genesis 49:22. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. Who knows, friends, that many times if there's a place that God wants us to venture into, that somehow a wall will pop up right in that place. <laughs> Boom, pop up walls. There'll be an opposition. But God has, with the pioneer spirit, he's put something in us that enables us to venture over walls. In Christ, we can venture over walls. This is the nature of my God. He gives us creative power and endurance and ability not to just look at the wall and shrink back. No, say to the wall, I'm going to find a way over you. I'm going to find a way over you. That wall was just there to remind me that I'm a pioneer and I'm going to find a way over you. Amen. Our branches and our reach are ordained to run over walls. We are anointed to run over walls. Amen. <laughs> it goes on to say, skilled archers have bitterly attacked and sorely worried him. They have shot at him and persecuted him. And this is why sometimes we're apprehensive to climb over walls is because that the skilled arrow of the opposition, of the enemy. He seems to somehow know where the little gap is in the armor and he seems to pinpoint those vulnerable parts of our, our spirit. There's a God force in our life and then there's the other guy and they're both working but in the midst, God is forging a great pioneer, amen. He's shaping us, he's enabling us. And it goes on to say, but his bow remains strong and steady and rested in the strength that does not fail him. For the arms of his hands were made strong and active by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob, by the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Amen. 
to sing louder the fine print is to break out of our circumstances with a song, with a sound that proclaims a future even before we see it. It's the rising of the pioneer spirit. So we have to pioneer to move out of the circumstances which we've grown familiar with to know that there is more for us that God calls us out into the deep. He calls us out into wide, spacious places. Amen. Come on, let's thank God in this place today. So... I bring to you this morning the parable of the chicken. <laughs> Random, I know. It sounds like I'm bringing um, an example from the primary school science room. <laughs> but recently, I was walking the block in my state of true worship. I was walking the block in prayer, and I was asking the Lord, how am I going to break out of this season? And as I was walking and praying, see, in the state of true worship, God speaks and as I was walking the block and praying, he gave me the picture of a little chicken hatching out of the egg. And I didn't know too much about it, but who likes a good animal analogy? <laughs> and so I went home and I began to research what is happening as that little chick is hatching out of the egg. And it begins because the chick pips. It breaks through the membrane and it takes its first breath when that little chick takes its beak and breaks through the hard outer shell. Who knew it's called the chick pips? Anybody familiar with that? Seriously, does, is there anyone out there who actually knows that that's what it's called? Oh, you guys showing off. <laughs> the chick pips. And this is tiring for the little chick. It's like it takes everything within that chick just to break through that hard outer shell. And it's best not to assist the hatch because the chick may need to rest at this point. See, sometimes when we're watching things hatch in our lives, we grow impatient. We're hovering over the edge of that chick and we're watching and we're waiting and we're watching and we're waiting. But you need to let the chick pip and then rest because it probably took everything within that chick to pip. It takes all of its inner fortitude, all of its inner strength. And if you assist the hatch, you can actually damage the chick. Sometimes you've got to let God's timing be sovereign. You've got to trust the great I am. You've got to know that his timing is aligning. And when it aligns, then all of heaven will meet earth and unfold. And we can be confident in that. But for the chick to pip, sometimes it has to rest for 20 hours. 20 hours after it does it. Sometimes it takes everything to break through and then it takes an extended period of recovery. Does anybody know that to be true in their own life? Sometimes it really does. You know, sometimes I've thought when I've been raising up young emerging leaders and I've watched them pip, I'm like, come on, break out. But it's like sometimes it's taken everything within them to break through and then because everything is recalibrating on the inside of them, it took, it took those two years just to break through because everything that God is doing on the inside of them, sometimes we, it's best to be patient from the outside because you don't know what God is doing on the inside of someone. Sometimes they're recovering and recalibrating on the inside, right? Sometimes we are. Now, the next stage, clever kids, do you know what it's called? Unzipping. <laughs> the chick uses its wing as a guide and its leg to propel turning. And with its beak, it pecks through the shell in a roughly circular motion. How adorable is that? <laughs> this should be an Easter message, shouldn't it? Not Christmas. <laughs> so it unzips. It through, it turns in the shell. 
And at this point, the chick's legs take on a lot of the work. This is the next exciting phase. And they push the two halves of the shell apart. Like Samson and the temple. If you know the story, Samson in his last battle was blind but strong and postured between two temple pillars and he pushed with all his might. He brought the, brought the roof down on his enemies and he slew more enemies in that final effort than in his entire life. There was a double portion on his final effort on that great, not just breaking through, but breaking out in that moment. And the chick in the same way breaks the shell apart with its legs. Now what's adorable is the newly hatched chicks will often spend time lying on top of other eggs even as they're hatching. And the cheeping and the bumping of the newly hatched is thought to be a motivation for the unhatched chicks to start pipping. And that is why we come to church on Sunday. That is why we go to connect in the week is because we're cheeping for one another. Cheeping for one another's breakthroughs, cheeping for one another's turn of events, cheeping for one another's salvations, cheeping for one another's hopes to be fulfilled, for babies to be born, for people to find partners, for financial provision, for houses to be bought in Jesus' mighty name. You may be able to hear the sounds of the chick peeping before you even see a tiny hole in the shell. In natural circumstances, the mother hen will cluck to her eggs to encourage them to hatch and the chick will cheat back from the inside. There's a call going from that what is to that which is to come. There's a call going on from that which is to that which is to come, speaking across the chasm to one another until they both break out into what is, break out into a new reality, amen? We spend most of our life standing over unhatched chicks and eggs in our life and calling them to life, speaking and calling the deep, calling the future out. And you know, the breakthrough is completely us and it's completely God. And as I watched, walked the block and prayed and he gave me that, that picture, he was reminding me that the breakthrough, Nat, is completely you and it's completely me. You're going to have to break out of your season. You're going to have to break out of that egg and I will be completely with you. And it reminds me of John the Baptist, the voice that preceded Jesus walking in the desert, the voice of one calling in the desert. He was there as a prophetic foreteller that Jesus was to come and he walked through the barren places. He walked through the desert places. See, there is always a prophetic sound that comes before the eventuating of the act. There is always someone calling out, calling out, calling out until it happens there. It happens there as we sing louder, as we sing over our future, we declare it there first and then it outworks and eventuates in the natural, amen? And John was that for Jesus. He was making a way for Jesus. But here's what's amazing. It was God in John. It was the Spirit of God in John that was calling through his voice, making a way for the Son of God, Jesus, to come. It was both God working through John and it was God working through Jesus. It was both God making a way, the foreteller through John, and it was God in his Son, Jesus. It's all God and it's all us. It's a complete partnership in order to break through. Are you getting that this morning? Amen. And this is what he said. Isaiah 43, 
a voice of one who cries, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord, clear away the obstacles, make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted and filled up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked and uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough places are plain, and the glory, majesty, and splendor of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of God has spoken it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come, and I'm just going to summarize some things I'm saying here this morning. And Vince Viozzi writes this, point number one, God starts with the process of breaking off. We need to be made stronger through changes in our spiritual structure, like the plane that needs to be made stronger so that it can go through the sound barrier to handle the aerodynamic pressure, to handle the transition. First, God starts with the process of breaking off. This is an order for us to sing louder. This is an order for the pining spirit to go into new territory. Point two, the ability to break through. Breakthrough is the result that occurs after you have allowed God to change you. It's not cheap. It costs you. There's a letting go. There's a yielding. There's an undoing. And the third is the ability to break out into new victories. And this is what it says in Micah 2.13. He who opens the breach goes up before them. They break through and pass the gate, going out by it. Their king passes on before them, the Lord at their head. And I like the message translation. Then I, God, will burst all confinements and lead them out into the open. They'll follow their king. I will be out in front leading them. We go together. God goes with us into our victory. He goes with us in our breaking out and our breaking through. Friends, I want you to know, breakthrough opens the way and breakout pursues the victory. And there will be not just a breaking through, but a breaking out in your life. A pursuit of the victory that is ordained by God Himself. He writes victory over your life. He writes abundance over your life. He writes freedom over your life. He writes joy over your life. He writes more over your life. We're not to grow satisfied in the comfort and the confines of the outer shell. No, God calls us to break through and to break out into greater places of His provision, to walk with Him into these places. Then I, God, will burst all confinements and lead them out into the open. They'll follow their King. I will be out in front leading them there. He's leading us into wide open, spacious places. Friends, you are stronger than you've ever been. Sing louder. Sing louder. Sing louder, sing louder, sing louder, sing louder. Let a new song come up in your spirit. Sing to the days to come. Sing to the future that God has for you. Sing louder, sing louder, sing louder, sing louder. There's a new song being restored in this place today. Heaven's song is filling our spirit and overflowing through our mouth. Sing louder, sing louder, sing louder. If you've stopped singing, I'm calling forth the song on the inside of you. Here today, why don't you stand in this place right across this room. We are called to break through and to break out. And this morning I'm praying. 
that there will be an echo in your life, an echo in your reality, a breaking through and a breaking out, a restoration of a prophetic song, a prophetic sound entering your veins, the life of God entering your veins, coursing through them and moving your forward. And so I'm going to open the altar here this morning and I'm going to believe there'll be a transfer of this spirit of faith. Can we move that? A transfer of life, fire in our bones, that a new song would permeate your heart. And as it does so, you'll begin to see differently. You'll begin to sing differently when God changes the inside of us. The sound that comes out of our life will never be the same. He makes all things new. The restoration, the creative work of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to begin to sing here this